All right, everybody, welcome to the off-season mini-season of Euphoria, featuring me, uh, Daniel Dracos, almost forgot my name, and also Frost Gurren, uh, known by many different names. According to Reddit, we have three, three of my personal favorites, legendary fashion icon. We also have greatest LPL analyst of all time and a recent addition in man-hater. So a lot of variety <laughs> here, Frost Gurren. We won't let you touch on that one, because we're also joined by QuickShot. So welcome, QuickShot. Guys, there's a lot to talk about. The LEC announcement came out today. But before we get into that, it's been a while. Uh, I have an update on the Fanatic bet. If you guys remember, me and official were supposed to get our heads shaved. Deficio has fallen through, so unless he shows up in, I don't know, before the end of 2019, he goes on the wall of shame. Wall of shame? There's still time for him to get that done. I don't think it would have looked good in the promo videos, but... (laughs) It would have looked good, but now it's oh so juicy. So for those of you who missed it, it's official now. Origin Deficio. Make it when Origin loses to Fnatic that he has to have it carved no, inside of his head. No, he needs to get a second bet then. He, he can't, need, just you can't Yeah, I can't give turns. him another bet. I didn't give, right I didn't now, give Amazing a chance to do the Volga dance again. Maurice is bet. alone on the wall and yes. Martin needs to join him, but he still has some time. Yes. You owe us Fnatic on the side of your head. So for those of you who missed it, I post a really bad picture. Uh, and my barber, who I want to clarify is a fantastic barber, did a terrible job of, of shaving the letters inside of my head. He told me halfway through we were doing it uh, that he's like, you know, for a first time, this is going pretty well. <laughs> and I was like... I see that the C is a bit big. But yeah, the C the C double the size of any other letter. But shout out to all the Fanatic fans who are like, you know what, that looks really sick. That was I, a huge- I don't like announcements of announcements, but this uh, episode's bet is particularly special, so stick oh, yeah. around. We've been oh. planning. We've had we're the entire off-season I'm building off it up now. I'm building point. it up now. Um, so as an update for the offseason, guys, we're planning on making three episodes. Um, we'll be talking about stuff like roster rumors. We'll be looking back at 2018. Today we're going to talk about the LEC announcement, all these new orgs joining Jacobs, us. Jacobs, what's the LEC? <gasps> The League of Legends European Championship? Don't give him that one. You definitely need more practice. Let's try it again. Dracos, <laughs> what's the LEC? Trevor, you're such a sellout. <laughs> League of Legends European Championship. Wow. wow. Are you okay? Wow. Okay. You okay, know what? It's side. been a while. I heard it was hard to say, it was- but... <laughs> You took like two runs at that. Deficio is normally the guy who who says difficult phrases. It's it's tough. Okay. Uh, anyway, we're gonna make three episodes. This one's about the LEC or the League of Legends European Championship. Don't get in there. Nailed uh, it. So ten teams were announced, and I just kind of want some initial impressions for everyone watching at home. If you haven't seen it, there's a cool video out on Twitter. There's a cool microsite, u.lolesports.com. Uh, Fnatic, G2, Schalke, names that you know. Origin is back. SK Gaming is back. Vitality, Misfits, uh, Splice, and then two newcomers in Excel Esports and Rogue. Right off the bat, anything stand out to you? Anything jump out to you? Was there anything crazy that you didn't expect here? I mean, I don't think anyone expected Origin to make their uh, appearance back into the scheme of things. I feel like the last time that Trevor saw Origin, you were literally in a clown hat, so it's I mean, probably also a very different... <laughs> I mean, it was the last memorable time, uh, let's wait, be fair. Wait. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good okay. point. The last time in Deficio's career, he had anything to do with Origin, he was in a clown was, hat yes. with you Now, fortunately, on stage. fortunately, I actually was on EU Masters when the Origin Org ah, actually true, managed to pick true. up EU Masters when back did in they spring. Um, I'm not sure. We'll have to check with Deficio. Um, I mean, I agree. I think Origin was definitely a surprise. The, the partnership with Astralis, working with uh, refresh um, seeing Xpeke side by side with mm-hmm. Deficio 
super blast from the past, like in yes. esports terms. I mean, those are uh, the narration in the video, by the way, is is flawless. You can tell Xpeke is a storied actor, long career in voiceovers. <laughs> it's very good. I highly recommend you watch it. All I'm gonna say is that the amount of money that they would make off of just like a fan fiction of Xpeke and Deficio. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, as long as it's a multi-part series and I can get in there with some royalties, they don't I'm even. Down. I don't even care what that um, roster is. Original question, though. Um, I'm I'm quite excited to see Rogue. I'm excited to see XL. Um, you know, Rogue is is a very very new esports organization yeah, yeah. um they started with a pretty successful european uh, overwatch team and and they've been expanding um xl british organization i actually have known of them for a while um you know especially involved in in some of the other uh, esports titles uh my family's from the uk so i've seen the name around um but this is definitely like the biggest stage that the team has really progressed onto. Uh, for me you kind of have this idea and i'm gonna use that buzzword that everyone hates but i have to start with it. you kind of have your kings where you have g2 oh i know you have, you're new here you gotta be careful you with really that. gotta be careful yeah <laughs> you have your kings where you have g2 and Fnatic remain and then you have sure. your legends where you have the return of origin and sk uh then you kind of have the contenders or the dark horses of uh shulka uh, even vitality now after the world's performance I mean, misfits splice, for you sure in there too. splice you know their team fighting wasn't bad on the back half and then yeah. you have the the newcomers of xl and rogue and that's kind of how I like break down in these Let me write that different down. That's a categories. Really good classification. Yeah, like, we're going to add that to us. Week one. That's that all you're going to hear. <laughs> so Start it here. Before we go any further, like one of the most, uh, uh, we asked for Twitter questions and also just across pretty much every thread is like asking about uh, why didn't next team make it? Why didn't this other team make it? Why didn't this other team make it? And so um, guys, we're not going to talk about that today because we actually don't know. So officially this is entirely a closed process. We found out about all this stuff when you guys found out about all this stuff. Uh, and so as much as I would love to go ask the people who were there, it's closed, which means that the teams that were a part of it, uh, I believe are NDA, the people that worked on it are NDA, which means like we don't actually know. Like for all we know, like, and Jacob Wolf, don't get me wrong, is a very good reporter, but we have no confirmation that any of what he said is what it is, and we have no confirmation that it isn't either. So we just don't know. So I'm not going to speculate uh, and like give you guys either false hope or false information, and rather we're kind of just not going to talk about it because we just don't have the information necessary to yep. do so. Fair. Um, so what are we going to talk about? So instead, uh, we'll talk a little bit <laughs> more about Rogue because like so I much. like uh, I like Rogue a lot because you brought up their Overwatch team. It was an entirely French lineup, so it's cool to see them come back to EU. Um, and I think the thing that so admittedly, I think all new orgs have a lot to prove. But yes. the thing that gives Rogue a little bit of credit, cake me, is dude. I need to get cake <laughs> okay, so badly. All right, so you can't actually just run around saying cake. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm go okay. So I am a huge like EDM and techno music fan. Yep, like for sure. huge. But you have to exp you have to explain because people have never heard of Rogue. Reason, you just said the word cake with no context. The reason I'm so excited and the reason I'm yelling all these things is like one of the very big financial backers uh, is Steve Aoki. And for those of you who don't know him, he is one of the most famous DJs on the planet right now. He's a very big who, Trevor? DJ, Steve Aoki. Okay. Uh, check him out. Uh, but when you go check out the Rogue promotional material, when you go see their website, he actually features very prominently. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, again, uh, unresearched, and I don't know for sure, um, unlike a lot of these other like really famous um, sports folks that have a financial stake in an organization through some or other venture capital firm that they actually invest in. Um, it feels like Steve Aoki actually is a little closer to the organization. Uh, the reason I said cake me, his sort of like signature thing is he literally hits fans and friends and fellow DJs in the face with a cake on his shows. I've Ready another. check, spring split, Steve, I want to be caked. Okay, this is the other thing that- I've I got another idea for a bet. <laughs> 
Well, hold on, hold on. Save your bad ideas because we can't burn them all. That's the thing. We found out very quickly that you run out of bad ideas. The other thing I want, there's a couple things I want. One, League of Legends fans work with me here. Warriors 2, 2019 World Song. Not, I mean, obviously, Imagine Dragons. Come on. You committed to Rogue as well. Let's, maybe it's time for Warriors 2. You know, if Rogue make it to Worlds, that's the other thing. And, of course, uh, DJ Cowbell, Steve Aoki remixes in the future uh, when DJ Cowbell. I'm not sure Steve can keep up with DJ Cowbell. With DJ Cowbell. The quarter notes that he puts yeah. out are, are truly pretty, fantastic. Pretty intense, yeah. I, but it's like it's going to be interesting to see what roster they put together. It's going to be interesting to see. I think, you know, Dracos, you said the right thing. I'm excited about the backer. Yeah. I don't know who the coach is going to be. I don't know who the players are going to be. I don't know what the team's going to look like. So this offseason and, and this this free agency period uh, will be very interesting. And I think we'll know whether or not we can trust the understanding of the League of Legends landscape based on who they bring in, you know, what players they put together and, and what that looks like because we're definitely going to have a critical eye, like you said, for a new team. Oh, and I mean, there's also, like, I think for Excel, for Rogue, even for SK and Origin too, um, you know, guys who are rejoining the League, it feels to me, at least, like there's a ton of pressure for these for these orgs to hit the ground running, right? Like, because if you, if you show up, you know, Excel has no history here. Rogue has no history here. SK has history here, but it definitely did not end pretty. And Origins history went is like the most beautiful yet also train wreck story ever. From from Challenger to Worlds and back out again in a two year span. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, Yes, Origin is back and there's a lot of people who are like, But which origin is back? Yeah. You know, like are we is it hype train origin? Is it fall apart? X Peke plays three different roles in a single split origin? Like I think that's another question that people are gonna start asking. It's also really important to recognize like where these teams' goals have been set in terms of long term partnerships. You know, this is a completely different model now. It does offer the security that there's no relegation. So yeah. it, this is under the the lens and the context. And I'm sure, certain the uh, fans will all be saying, you know, okay, who's going to be like the champion of the LEC? Who's going to lift that first LEC title to continue the long line of EULCS? Who's going to go to Worlds? Like we always look big international. A lot of these teams are probably just thinking like, let's dip our toe into it. Let's just have a stable roster, see how it runs. And that could give, you know, if your expectations for someone like SK or Origin, just because of the weight of the name are so up here, but for all we know the org yeah. is basically saying like first year this is just about fleshing it out you know setting down the groundwork for a you know two year three year five year plan and i mean i guess we find that out over the next few months right yeah. and and whether you go like you, we're going to start seeing some parallels to the nalcs and the nalcs went through franchising last year we've now gone through long-term partnerships team liquid made it very clear what their plan was you know Throw money at the problem they got the biggest, the best, the most expensive players they possibly could. They won, they won back-to-back titles. They made it to Worlds, which for the organization, it is the most successful NALCS history, mm-hmm. like year ever, right? So I, I agree with what you're saying, Frost, and I think the organizations will have a lot of eyes on them. And it's up to them to, to prove to us what direction they're going to go. There's also a really cool opportunity here. Um, you know, I, I don't have too much of a, a a close watch with what happened with franchising in terms of the NALCS. But in the LPL, um, when franchising came about and as the league continued to grow and get grander and bigger, a lot of that money went away from imports. You know, there was the kind of the great Korean migration. And then a lot of those uh, Korean players left. Yes, you have people like Rookie and the Shy, but we call them career Koreans, where they basically came about in the LPL. They weren't just immediately grabbed. And all of that money that instead went to grabbing bigger contracts instead went 
into boosting up the orgs and making them more sustainable and then finding new developing talent like Jackie Love. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that with the huge player base and so much talent that a region like Europe has um, to then have long-term partnerships as like the security, I don't think it's immediately going to translate into grab all of the stars. Because frankly, Worlds feels like tryouts for NALCS and who's going to poach our talent. <laughs> I expect a lot of them to leave, especially when people like Steve and now Jack have proven that you can ace. But we have good news in the sense that uh, the the rumor came out that Jensen was going to go, right? And then immediately was confirmed. So luckily, they're not, Liquid's not taking caps. So that's <laughs> I mean, like the one piece of good news we've gotten. Oh, it dodged. The other thing that's going to be interesting is whether or not any former EU players that went to NA actually come back. Coming back? Can you imagine how salty and bitter, not salty in terms of like, mad. I mean, salty yeah. in terms of like, imagine how it feels if you're Sven and Miffy and you see G2 in the semifinals across yeah. from, like, that burns like Sven is not and quiet did. about it the best bot lane in the west they have the belts to prove it they took down Uzi's RNG right I agree with you I, I, I think that is it's a hell of a story and um, it's going to be an interesting off season you know uh, it, it's too early for us there's too many roster rumors free agency just opened so mm. there's far too much nonsense being flung around but in a couple of weeks time the dust will settle and we'll see what the rosters look like yeah and I just want to kind of tie it all back in I think with long term partnerships it's going to mean that a lot more money is going to be invested into building up the orgs and it's again about long term growth I don't think or fans need to like pump the brakes a little bit or at least as an analyst that's what I'm doing when looking at these teams and as we see the rosters coming together you know I don't expect a team like Origin to hit the ground and like grab the super team throw all of the money at it and then try to win the LEC I imagine that a lot of these orgs are probably thinking let's get in here stabilize see what it's about and try to experiment different things and kind of really see what this market's growth will bring I I mean like okay so the business the business sense I get it you know and that makes sense to me but from a fan perspective at least like I, you have you one yes please just win like oh my there's so many orgs that are like that come in and just cannot win and it's just like the, you you just cannot build a fan base without winning but if you are an org that let's let's say you're like a middle of the pack team right the other thing that i really want from these orgs is just make cool content show me why your team is cool do cool things with your team this problem happens all the time we actually see it over in the nl in alcs and it's this idea of can you uh can you be bigger than winning like do you need to be a winning team to yeah. actually build a fan base? A lot of fans will immediately jerk <coughs> reaction saying no. Uh, and we don't have a lot of proof for that. But over in the LPL, like at least not in the Western uh, mm-hmm. sense, but in the LPL, there's a ton of proof of that. Some of our worst teams, excuse me, changing language, some of the LPL's worst oh, teams. Good catch. Got it. <laughs> uh, actually have huge fan bases because of the content. And again, that's what's so cool about um, the fact that we have such a... I'm not, I'm not even just shilling this right now. I actually just believe this. It's, it's true, but... I think the LEC brand is so cool. Yes. that In, like, Fnatic's announcement video, like, taking elements of that, like, really kinetic, uh, vibrant branding and then using it to make content that's very specific, like, it's almost like a, a teed-up volleyball towards these teams to now just, like, spike down. I have to ask whoever is on Reddit or YouTube actually looking at this, go link the announcement videos from each of the LEC teams. For sure. The styles, the tone, the direction, it is different for every single one of them. And we had a very legitimate debate and discussion around what was better, what was good, what was bad. And, you know, it's just great to see teams with different flavors because it's going to give us that different content approach. It's going to give us that different style. And fortunately, that means there's going to be 
something different for everybody to latch onto. You know, we did not love every single video because we are different people. So, you know, yeah, sure. different preferences, which is cool. And I do want to give a shout out to Excel because I think that they're they're kind of going up. Uh, they're like the underdog here in terms of public perception because I think they're just so new. And if you're not in the UK, like, and you weren't following and That's true Masters, for Rogue too, yeah. For Rogue as well. But Rogue, you know, Rogue has Steve Aoki and they have Imagine Dragons and they have these known names backing them. And I think for Excel, the really cool thing about their video was it was like, it was pretty down to earth. It's kind of like the nade shot approach. Yeah, where it was, it's just like very chill, sitting in front of a camera, talking about why they're excited about this. And like they were, they were straight up. They talked about their past accomplishments. They talked about how big of a deal this is for them as, a, as an org. And it w definitely was not like a, you know, dubstep hype trailer. It's not, but it was but but it, what's amazing good as insight. Well, is this is an organization that, uh, as, as I mentioned, it's a British org, has sort of grown up. Um, the org actually has uh, uh, financial backing um, from, I believe, a company in, in Australia. And, you know, for, for an international conglomerate to look at an, a, a British esports organization and say, okay, we're going to invest and we're going to, you know, generate, uh, we're going to invest in this company to generate revenue, and then they make it into LEC as well. Like, it's a big uptick, but these are the two teams that have to prove to us that, you know, they can play with the big boys because there are some heavy, heavy hitters for the rest of the LEC team list. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is there any other org, before we move on, is there any other org that you guys are like particularly excited about? Um, you know, most of these are known names. Is there anyone that you really want to see what they do in the future? Is there anyone you're really curious about that people have heard of before? I, uh, I mean, I think I really want to quickly touch on Misfits. I mm -hmm. think, again, if uh, if my mentality is is that with long-term partnerships comes uh, financial stability and more power in the organization, I think Misfits as an org has really proven that when you give them resources, they do invest it in their kind of their backbone and their structure, or at least they have in the past, and can grow really good things from it. So um, I'm kind of looking towards orgs like Misfits to see what yeah. they do with kind of the new playing field and how they'll level up. Because so far, this is, okay... Welcome to long-term partnership. Here's X, and now what can you build with X? And yeah. I think Misfits will build much faster than a lot of the other orgs. I also agree with that. I think you look at the the 2017 season with the one-year plan, and and as an org, they've been very outspoken in terms of infrastructure, in terms of analyst supports, um, coaching staff, uh, etc. Uh, even in their announcement video, it had a very like homely family vibe. Um, it's just slightly different to a lot of the the other teams. I just want to see what they do with the roster. I mean, I, I believe on the contract database, Hans Summer is signed for next year. Uh, everybody else is still technically in free free agency. So who do they re-sign? You know, does Max Law stay? Max Law joined them and, and was sort of the captain slash face of the team this year. Um, what else happens? Who else goes and, and leaves? And uh, that, that'll also then give me expectation setting for which misfits we're going to get. And I just love, I love off season. I love roster rumors. It's like the worst thing ever as someone who has to prep for the teams and you're like, please just lock in a roster yep. so I can prep for your team. Like, please just commit to announcing five players. But as a fan, it's just like, yes, like, Faker, where will he go? And then SKG trolls us by signing him immediately after that thing comes out. But Faker, where is he going to go? For like one hour, I was like, could Faker come to Europe? Really? <laughs> no. I mean, like, yeah, for like one hour, I'm not I was like, I was like, I'm just like, how do people look at someone like Faker and they're like, oh man, Faker, he'll leave. I'm, no. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know too much about him as a human being in person to, to believe he would be leaving Korea, first of all. Uh, and secondly, he's well looked after at SKT. So, right. you know, the, the kid's comfortable, but then. I would have guessed Stockholm Syndrome, but good to hear that he's actually like got a good experience <laughs> there. Listen, That's fake, good. Faker knows League of Legends. Um, sure. He's very good at League of Legends. Sure. A lot of real life stuff. I'd be surprised if you knew how to do laundry. That's that's something I'll go on record for. I don't know how to do laundry. So. <laughs> to be fair, Vettius didn't either until he joined our team. So it's, <laughs> I it's, saw what Vettius was wearing today, really so <laughs> I can believe it. 
Um, I don't know what the roster is going to look like. You know, I, I want to know uh, what is Fnatic of next year going to look like? Uh, sure. What is G2 going to look like? Yeah. Um, Fnatic G2 Vitality as well. A lot of EU players brought a lot of EU pride uh, at World Championships and, and really stepped up. So does that increase market value? Does that increase? I want to double down, you know? man. So Let's get more. Commit. Stay. Oh, and I'm really curious, and this is kind of like a question. I'll actually tee this up to, to both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, is People always have this idea that when you look at an org like Fnatic, you just kind of expect them to retain their strength over time. You know, even if the roster does shake up. Um, let's take G2 as an example, because they yep. lost everyone but perks. But the idea is, is, even though you didn't know what to expect from G2 in terms of ceiling, there was always kind of that still element of trust. That this is probably still going to be a, a good team, if not a possible great team. So do you guys still trust that? I think that's fair. And like a hard reset? I will say that going into spring, I had much lower expectations than most for the G2 rebuild around perks. And it doesn't have to be just G2. I'm saying like, do you look at a brand like Fnatic where all we have is Fnatic are in, we don't know who's on their roster. Do you believe that Fnatic's still going to be the best team in Europe? Um, Maybe not the best, but one of the best. Why? The reason I think so is this is a team, if you look through all the iterations of their rosters, they have been able to unearth talent that have genuinely gone on to be the next big superstars. They have made multiple good roster decisions. That cannot be said that is true for many other teams. I think G2, for the very first time ever, had to do a really big rebuild. I did not have faith in them. They proved me wrong. They showed up in spring. They showed up at Worlds. And I have to eat humble pie because at the beginning of the year, I was like, this team is not going to do well. So now I have faith in them. I've seen them perform well. I've seen them make the right moves over their successful team, you know, during the 2016, 2017 era. Uh, I now believe in them with their roster decisions. So decision making behind the scenes is is, is correct. On the contrary, misfits are an org that I now have question marks. Where I go, last year they had great decisions. I liked some of what they did this year. I need them to convince me that I'm, if I'm on the fence on decision making, the first few weeks of spring split will make me decide, right, you actually do know what you're doing with roster decisions or you don't. Because the Jesse Mickey thing threw some very big question marks in my head and I need to see that trust rebuild, right? Yeah, I mean, I want to agree with the Misfits thing. But in general, I just think like for, for me, when, a, when an organization gets big enough that they've, they've won consistently, whether that's with a single roster or not, I think that they buy themselves, one, a lot of trust. And two, that, are, that, that trust, I think, comes both from a lot of viewers and, and from myself, right? Like Fnatic fields five new players versus, uh, let's say, Excel's five new players. I'll assume that that Fnatic roster is going to do better, even if I've, I've never heard of any of these players, right? And I think some of that is because when an org... Uh, gets as prestigious as Fnatic or even to G2 to a certain degree, I think better players are willing to come to that org and give that org a chance. Are you ready for the counter example? Oh, no. Cloud9. Immediately, Cloud9, when they decided to change up their roster, thrown to the wolves. And Jack now gets to say, you know, proved everyone wrong. And you can say that, well, he retained his support staff. But, you know, just this idea of, like, an org is so too big okay, to fail. Okay. Yeah. I definitely did not say that an org is too big to fail. And there's a big difference there. Now, there's Fnatic through contract negotiations, Reckless Ops to leave, Caps Ops to leave, Brox Ops to leave, and they have to rebuild. Is that when you hit the panic button? Yeah, and that's for sure. I'd hit the panic button. But I, I said... My hand's hovering. I don't hit it until I see who they resign. And the thing is, I said five new players versus five someone else's players. Now, the difference is, is if Fnatic decide to bench three star players right or two star players in the class of cloud nine that they have currently have access to then i'm like okay sir hello like it's like if reckless is not there and not available and you put in a new guy and tell him he's going to be good i'll believe you but anything as well is if young buck is still at the helm 
You know what? I believe. You believe? Right? I, I, I took a long time to come to terms with the fact that Young Buck really knows what the hell he is doing. And, you know, there was, there was question marks around his time at the G2 era. You know, who, who was the brains behind the team? Because colloquially, and, and in some circles, people put it on Sven and Mithy, and they were the brains, and they were the ones that made it, and predominantly Mithy, right? And then Mithy made Perks grow up, and then it was Mithy and Perks. Young Buck goes to Fnatic and has a near undefeated year. You know, back-to-back titles. He and is, as a coach, is 6-0 and in EULCS finals. So if Young Buck is then, if Young Buck goes, these three boys need to be benched, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt. I mean, okay, so one, I've also, I was also the impression in the G2 era that it was like Sven and Mithy coaching everything, coaching Europe even. And then they left and they kind of bombed on TSM. So it's hard to believe that now. So yeah. I'm, I'm buying into the yep. Young Buck hype train. And I believe in Young Buck, and I'm willing to, mostly because every single Fnatic player that's ever come on the show has said, Young Buck, Young Buck, Young Buck, Young Buck. And I'm like, wait, but your, your coach is Dylan Falcon. They're like, Dylan's great, but Young Buck, Young Buck, Young Buck, yeah. Young Buck. Like, constantly. But I'm, I, there is not a single person in the world who can go, I'm going to bench three star players for three rookies, and I'll be like, yeah, you know what? It's going to do better. I believe <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, that's, that's fair. Right? That, that line is fair. <laughs> that line is fair. I, I want to see what the German Orgs do. You know, Schalke, Nulfier, and SK Gaming. Um, what does the Schalke roster look like? Uh, I think Schalke's approach to coaching, to analyst staff, to mentality around team and, and, and team health um, was also very different. I actually think in some ways it was even an evolution of the 2017 Misfits model where it was really planned and thought out. So, you know, we bought into the Schalke pro- uh, project very early on. It didn't pay off in spring. It didn't summer. But what does their roster look like? What does SK do on their rebirth into League of Legends because they, much like Origin, had a very high high and a very low low. And rated uh, returns. He played support. A long time ago. I mean, you know, whether or not the, br- the brain is back, I don't know. So we have to find out. What's also interesting to me is in comparative uh, to like the NBA LCS over there where you have all of these you know, big NBA backers or these massive organizations behind them. We have a lot of, um, ooh, see, use the we language there for Europe. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of, like, old school esports orgs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it wasn't true. like a bunch of, like, football clubs just bought their way. It's almost like there's a lot of history. History? Or, or what's another word? Maybe um, uh, le- legacy? legacies in, in, in Europe? Um, which, which, is, which would be interesting to see whether or not it helps, right? Because SK, as an org has done very well. You know, they've multiple successful games, multiple successful championship titles over more years than maybe some of the listeners on this show, right? Um, I have been a fan of SK's like Quake players many, many years ago. Go. One of the most famous, if not the most famous Quake player to date is a guy named Rafa. Uh, he was an American. He played a shit ton of Quake 3 CPMA. And I'm talking 10 to 15 years ago. So... You know, this is an org that that has winning and, and um, you know, uh, sustainability in their lifeblood. Yeah. But I need to see it again in league. But that's what's so important. It's this idea of having that identity in the DNA of the LEC kind of team pool now. Because while it's really cool to get like these very professional, very traditional sports organizations um, integrated into more leagues, into more esports, uh, it also kind of brings a very unique identity when it is an 
esports org because how they make content, how they look at things is very different. And I know we have this discussion all the time about are we going towards more traditional sports? Do we really cater to our audience as esports? And I think personally, I lean more towards that esports, that it is just uh, there's learnings to take from traditional sports. Why not both? Exactly. But ultimately, it's the hybrid. We're our own thing. And so that's what's super exciting uh, for me, like approaching the LEC and, and getting to know a lot more of these organizations on kind of like a first time basis of how many of them do have the really long legacy of yeah. being esports orgs. And SK definitely has that legacy. Uh, I mean, you can look at their the Counter Strike lineup they had for the longest time. The the All Star powerhouse uh, Brazilian Counter Strike lineup names like Taco Fallen. Uh, I mean, Stewie played for them. Cold Zera has played for them as well. Uh, Stewie, of course, not Brazilian. But then if you go back in league as well, just like really old history, we're talking preseason one here. Wicked has played for this team. Snoopy yeah. has played for this team. Ocelot, uh, German famous name Kevin. Names like Candy Panda. And if you actually look at, at 2011, it's old league, right? Yeah, but they're big names. They're but really big names. They won everything. They won everything. Also, just for anybody, anybody who is like over thirty years old and watched one point six, some legacy names like Zet and Roban played for them on their one point six team, and those were guys that I was like fawning over in my (laughs) youthful days. So yes, I am excited to see the org back. uh, But again, it all comes down to execution. Which players they put in? Because if they Mm. if they're bringing back. Kevin and Candy Panda from the latter years of their careers, then you know they're, they're not going to be content. These two guys I'm stuck between are all about like this old school esports. It's about the now. It's about League of Legends, and we haven't even talked about the fact that with SKT or SKT with SK back in the uh, league, we now have SK versus Fnatic. Like you talk about one of the most watershed moments of League of Legends history. It's, so it's the Cassidy backdoor. It's actually no. It's actually so good because we have so many rivals. We have. Ocelot versus SK, his yep. old team. We have Fnatic versus New Fnatic, aka Origin, which is yep. what we called them back in the day. We have <laughs> XPeke versus Ocelot. By the oh way, gosh. do either of you remember or know, and you're allowed to say no, um, which matchup is <laughs> no. El, El Clasico? Seeing as that we're on this legacy history thing, right? Wouldn't it be SK versus Fnatic? Wouldn't it that have to be SK the Fnatic. El Clasico? Because of how many times these two organizations faced off against one another, it's actually something that Jomel and D-Man brought in. And in actual fact, it pissed off a lot of fans because, you know, d- directly taking it from, of, yeah. you know, Spanish representation or whatnot. But I mean, new kids on the block, we haven't mentioned Vitality yet. And I think it's really important to talk about them because... They really, really, really impressed. They had one of the most consistent years, you know, sure. top four team in both uh, splits. They could be heralded as the team that helped define the tournament meta for the second half of the group stage at Worlds. They the vitality effect. It, it, it's a thing, right? And you know, watching them take take down RNG the very first time. I I don't know the last time I had those feelings inside of me of fear and excitement and nervousness all at the same time. Like I, I thought it was beautiful and disgusting and amazing and terrifying. Like Vitality were the team that struck first blood against RNG yeah. and G2 were the Can team we, that knocked them out. Wait, like, no, this no. is insane. I need to stroke yeah. my ego for a second okay, here. stroke your ego. I am so tilted. So I had a segment planned. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No, tell me. Oh my God. I had a segment planned that was supposed to be how to be RNG and it was supposed to air right before the Vitality versus RNG game where I specifically said uh, or, or had footage pulled. You can 100% ask producers they will confirm this of Jizuke's rise because I was like you take the rise away from Xiaohu you give it to Jizuke and you can style on the mid lane and then unlock the rest of the map and Vitality can beat RNG before they get going it was like a three-point thing I was just about to do it 
boom, technical difficulty, couldn't do it. We go into the game and the vitality win. I lost my shit. I was like, if that had aired, it was fine. So I always believe vitality. You can go back and check Euphoria. The timestamp is there. Fuskerin, Fuskerin. They're my favorite team in the LC- LEC. Stay hungry, stay humble. Yeah. No, Congratulations. No. Wow. Prediction. Is, I was going to say, this is great. <laughs> Guys, I want you to know that I, I said amazing. off air that Jensen would join Team Liquid. And I said it 100% I predicted it, but no one heard me. <laughs> to but be I, fair. But I said it. If and I want here, credit for that. If Deficio is here, he would start laughing because he saw how angry I was as soon as that segment was done. Okay, so fantastic transition because the next segment is called Hot Takes. But bef- uh, Hot Takes, the number one most asked question was why didn't X team uh, get in? Which, of course, the answer is we don't know. The number, <laughs> uh, we don't know. We don't know who applied. Got- we know who got in at the end, and that's really all the information we have. We have as much information as you do, uh, the public. Uh the other most question is, where is Deficio uh, featuring sad faces, angry faces, exclamation points, and question marks? And luckily, uh, Frost, if you'll check under your seat, uh, we have uh, <laughs> a prepared statement from the man himself. He was sadly not able to be here, but you have a statement written on the paper. If you could... Can you can you actually do a Danish accent? There's... Uh, I need a potato. <laughs> Legacy memes. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, now, I know this is difficult, but can you... You're going to have to sit really close to the mic to make this happen. Uh, it's still probably going to be mostly unintelligible. Not close enough to touch it. Back up just a little bit. You're going you're gonna to break so many eardrums. What is going please on? please read the statement that Deficio has? Okay, it says, quote, I love you all, and I will be the greatest guest of all time. There you go. Deficio... Defici- also, super quickly, for anybody who is listening on an actual podcast me- uh, medium, Froskuren just put on a face of Deficio, the famous mask that has been worn uh, multiple sets. If it smells a bit bad, that is my sweat. I, I was actually there going is- to say that there's stained <laughs> Yeah, there's stained makeup. There are oh, burn I'm so marks. sorry. That's legitimately... S- somehow, like, we asked for one of these masks, and the, the only one they could find was, like, the one that had been rubbed. What I will say, though, is we should screen cap that because I think your hair on Deficio's head is way more attractive than his current hair. Well, sadly for Deficio, he just doesn't really have a lot of options. <laughs> Male pattern baldness is <laughs> it's a brutal, brutal thing, Trevor. Which, to be fair, Deficio has a face carved like an angel. Like, something had to get taken away from him at some point. This that is quite face, creepy. Right, this, this is, is so quite creepy. creepy. Okay, please put the Okay, so up. where is Deficio? Okay, obviously, um, general manager for uh, uh, League of Legends team. Uh, Refresh Entertainment is the organizational, the, the, the company that owns the Astralis uh, brand and now the Origin brand. Um, and they actually put a statement out. They were saying that they didn't want to aggravate their CSGO fans by using Astralis in League of Legends and, and same vice versa. I didn't want to bring this thing. So um, I think it's such a smart move. I think partnering up with a beloved organization in Origin uh, is great. Uh, one thing that um, DeFisher did say is that he will do everything in his power to be on as many broadcasts as possible. Um, yeah. In his quote, he'll be the, the best guest. Uh, but obviously we need to see how schedules work out and, and what availability and, he has. And of course, guys, we're always down to have him on the show. Uh, I mean, especially it's, it's, me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Trevor, <laughs> uh, and we're always gonna like we're always. It's pretty much an open invitation uh, at this point. So give him a break. I'd say a little bit as far as coming on content. He's obviously got a huge new job with a ton of responsibility. We're all excited for him, but we'll get him back at some point. We'll get a bet. We'll get a wall of shame if he doesn't yes. show up. He has to shave fanatic in the side of his head. It's even funnier now because he waited so long and he actually works for a different org. So yes, please, yeah, do it, it, dude. You, you owe us. 
But hot takes from Twitter. Uh, we asked for questions. We got two from you guys. And we got two that we just took off uh, from the internet. Uh, and this one, the first one is one of my favorites. Uh, it's from Raz, uh, LPL caster, at Razzleplasm. It says, let it be known that LEC will always remind me of LEP. Uh, I'm, we're going to edit in post-production the picture of LEP. If you do not remember, this is probably one of the mo- the greatest. It's hard. This is such a mean lower third. It's such <laughs> So what ended up happening was Lep was a top laner, yep. and and I forget he was from CB Lol, but I think it was was a Kaboom. I yeah, can't it was remember. Yeah, um, and he had a really tough series, yeah. a re- really Brutal. tough like set of games, Brutal. three games. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna read the stat line. No, but, I, I will. But, but no, Dracos, sure. what 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 is it? It's a picture of his yeah. sad face, so, and the stat line reads. Picture for me, the face of a very nice, sweet, uh, kind of baby face. Oh, he's super sweet boy. Uh, and and he he's looking at the camera and he's smiling. He knows the camera's on him. And unbeknownst to him, a lower third appears that says LEP 0 16 and 2 in three games. Yeah. And his his face is now pretty much the equivalent of the dog sitting in the room. This is fine. This the is room fine. is on fire meme for League of Legends. So I think it's good that we the memes, they're already coming out. And that's what I like about this. Raz is on point too. Good job, Raz. <laughs> Don't encourage him. Uh, the next one is from at Odawamnelal. Uh, he says, okay, hopefully rebranding to LEC differentiates, differentiates us from those North American plebs. What's LCS, lol? I mean, LCS is so in the past. <laughs> yeah, man, you know? on, like, That's so I, the, the thing that I'm actually going to be interested to see, though, is whether or not um, the NA versus EU undertone, how it gets changed. Because right now it's, it's NA versus EU and, and you know, greater than, less than. Yeah. LCS, like big brother, LCS. little brother. Big brother, little brother. So, you know, the, the EU LCS has been growing and, and moving separate uh, away from NA, especially in tone and style. Maybe 2018 NA, even more than NA is that, like, older brother. He peaked in high school. He was on the stream. And then, you know, he, he struggled in college. And now we're successful <laughs> and wonderful and we're doing stuff at work. I don't think we're going to go that far. But I want to say, like, <laughs> if, for example, will we have LCS greater than LEC? You know, will will that be the hashtag that, that kicks I, off? It's because still EU greater it's, than NA. You can I mean, never take see, that away, it'll be, man. It'll you can never fun. take that it'll, away. It'll be fun to see what direction it goes. But good. I, I agree with Odo. Uh, North American plebs. I just like that he's so quick to call them plebs. I think that's what's... Especially because we have European plebs in North America right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Good commitment from Odo. Uh, next one, we, these two are from are from fans. At Lombax underscore pie boy. That's a difficult His one. His name's Brandon. His name's Brandon. <laughs> Lombax pie boy. He says, uh, hot take, unless they win a split, no one will want to be fans of Rogue slash Excel for the first season. I think, well, A, Trevor. B, <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting if no one will want to be fans, as in, instead of saying, like, no one would be fans. Yeah. This idea of, like, because they lose versus because they're unknown. Ooh. Yeah, you're, you're really getting nitty-gritty. I like that. Because it's like, I want to believe in you, but my friends are making fun of me. I also think it's one of those things where it's like, I guarantee you every single British esports competitor, player, fan knows who XL are. And yeah. whether they're fans or not, no, that's another question, right? But if you're not exposed to this brand, if you don't know anything about them, you don't know. If you go watch the Rogue announcement video, it's glitchy. It's like, it's cool. It looks Hype. trendy. It didn't tell me a whole lot about the players or the org, but you know, there's shots of Steve Oki, there's shots of this guy who kind of looks like Talon, you know, moping through the dark hallways with glitch graphics. 
it gives me a tone. It gives me something to hook onto. Captain EDM grandpa in the corner here is like, yeah, that's my thing. Can so I be your superhero? Hold on. Yeah. Can there, <laughs> someone write down EDM grandpa. We're going to bring that one up again at some point. On I'm cast. down. I can do this. EDM, EDM grandpa. grandpa quick stats edition. Oh, yeah. This, no. this, let's make this a thing, right? Bust I'm out on the scooter, I can see man, the guys behind go. the cameras production team nodding like, yes, we have an idea for this. We're going to have to get the tennis <laughs> balls and like put it on the bottom do of the wall. <laughs> All right, EDM grandpa aside, I, I mean, I don't know. I think the thing is, is like, like we said, you want to hit the ground running. You have to come in swinging with either content or hype players or just good performance, right? Because they could come in with five names that no one's ever heard of. Almost Vitality style from this year. I wish but that it, they would. But if they show up and they have someone like Jazuke equivalent who pops off on Rise or, or some other ridiculous champion, let's say the dude locks in Yasuo and takes someone to town, I'm instantly a fan. I'm like, that's the guy that plays Yasuo. I will cheer from him. Every game, if he walks in Yasuo every game, I will die happy. Yeah, I agree. But again, it's up to them to show us, right? And whether it is through content, whether it's through social strategy, whether it's through team mm. allocation, um, and it's also on us as well. Like It's why we're here talking about teams, trying, sure. to, yeah. trying to just introduce the current EU LCS fans that are now transitioning with us to LAC and also introducing the 10 teams and, and just talking a little bit more about them. On like a, a, a more serious note, again, it goes back to this whole identity of our can you be bigger than victory? And if teams like Rogue and Excel do struggle to find wins and thus they can't just market themselves as we're going to be the next champion, so you should be a fan of us, then it's about how do you market your losses? Um, so, And we've seen a lot of teams do that quite gracefully if they become uh, I mean, unicorns of love built Unicorns of Love built a brand based on a brand. Yes, they made it to finals in their very first split, but uh, it didn't happen again for another two years, right? So UOL are one of the very few teams that have made multiple EU LCS finals. They were many years apart, and, and that had a, a brand and attach. And like, I am sad to see UOL go, yeah, for sure. but I'm interested to see what these new teams do to step up and fill that void. And I think it's exciting because we know these guys have been accepted. And, you know, and once again, we don't have eyes inside the process, but if this has been accepted, um, you know, and a team like UOL has not, then you have to hope that there's something special that they've got cooked up that's going to come out of the world. And it's soon. important, you know, I, I actually, did a, a pretty extensive uh, interview before the whole process started talking about the flow and it's it's not a simple process right you were talking yeah. millions of euros of investment you were talking business plans brand plans social plans european market acquisition and uh, fan base activations right there is a huge i don't know that's a lot of words <laughs> but that's also that's this whole system that has taken up months to go down so the, the truth is the, the proof is in the pudding we we have to just get through that all and and, and see what happens because it is a long-term uh, process. And for sure, it's an uphill battle for a lot of these new orgs, but I just want to see them hit the ground running. Once again, I want to see them do something that just blows us out of the water. Uh, I think that's what, kind of what everyone's hoping for with some of these newer names. And I encourage people to keep an open mind. You know, like, look, if they bomb, they bomb. I'll be with you. I'll be sad. But until they do, give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll see what happens. Uh, last question. At Wu-Tang Toft, Excellent. Badass Excellent. name. Handle. Thomas Toft. Thanks, Thomas. This is his hot take. He says, Origin is going to be a serious contender. Exclamation point. He's committed. Astralis <laughs> as backers. Ex-Peke as owner slash CEO. And Danish slash Spanish roster. Change my mind, he says. Now, a couple things. I believe it's refreshing, not Astralis, just for anyone at home. I don't think Xpeke is owner slash CEO anymore. I'm not I sure. I hope not. I hope not. I'm not sure. <laughs> but a lot of the sentiment still stays there. Yes. Uh, one... You, Trevor said it, I think all of us, just, you know, ex Peke's last stint with ownership. Yes. Not wait, the wait, best. Wait, no, so no. good that someone else is coming into the fold. We can do this. Do you want to be pro or con for for Origin? 
Oh no, I'm pro, but I'm, pro I'm not pro. Be, no, no, that's fine. You, you list some pros. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Let's yeah. Go, go one for one. Give me an Origin Pro. Okay, so um, Origin Pro, Deficio at the helm as the general team manager. Bam. Deficio has been more aware and smarter about the game than most of the coaches coaching active League of Legends teams for several years now, and I think. If he can show that uh, he can, you know, transfer that ability and knowledge of the game to, to picking up good talent, I have belief that he's going to build a strong team. Love it. I believe whatever team he gets, he'll coach, but he needs to show me he can pick a good team. Uh, my con. first con, Deficio isn't the coach of the team. He's the general manager of the team. Bam. And <laughs> I want these to be a little more, little more rapid fire. Give me a short one here, but a little more rapid fire because you guys are, you guys are both going, you're going in. I yeah. Want, bam, bam, bam. Okay. Well, he's he's not the coach of the team. He's the general manager. And so until the roster is released, I'm mm. going to hold everything off because. Fair. Uh, he also has never been a general manager before. No, he's he has But he's sitting next to the guys who manage and run Astralis, the most successful and best CSGO team on the planet, for a long time. Is CSGO a MOBA? <laughs> <laughs> no, but managing talent and staff is skill set that will be very important. So I think if you can lean on that, that'll be good. Con? See, she's out already. Con, are you out already? Oh, I thought Con, I was going back here. You want to go? You want to go? Uh, okay, well, let's now look at the part with X Peke. Again, the last time that we saw Origin, they flamed out it was real bad and we talked about this idea that's where it ends (laughs) (laughs) we talked about this idea where you have to default to trust like once a team like build a super roster and then you expect them to continue to build that and it was just poor decision after poor decision so I love though Astralis great decision origin but but that's also it it was addressed I mean we are joking about it now a a little bit and and sorry Martin for that um but uh even in the announcement video expect is actually like hey you know, I, I managed to build something in Origin that became one of the most successful recognized brands. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't take it the next step. Mm. Uh, and that's where I think this, uh, you know, Refresh Astralis and, and Deficio partnership could show through. Okay, and so here's here's the thing I want to remind people of. This is my Fox News level spin for this. At any point in Origin's time in the LCS, were they not entertaining? Because in hindsight, it was, look... It was good for a year, and it was funny for a year. That's all I'm saying. It was never not entertaining. That's that's the only point we I wanted to make. wanted to watch for one reason all or another. Want, there was either never Nahun. What role is Xpeka going to play this week? What random support are they subbing in this week? And I think a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'll even throw you a bone, because I actually think I found the pro. A lot of people will go back to Origin's uh, recent appearance in EU Masters and be like, well, they put together a good roster there. What's to say that that doesn't happen? Roster rumors. Insect. We want it. No. <laughs> it was really entertaining to cast again. So, but again, Grandpa EDM in the corner here. So, okay. Well, those are our four hot takes. I'm excited to see what Origin does. I think everyone has a right to be a little bit skeptical, but they're coming in with huge backing. They've got all star talent already in Martin Fisherlunga and X Peke. I forgot what your actual real name is. X Peke, X Peke, X Peke. That's his name. Three X Peke's. Um, the other part of this is that 10 new orgs uh, coming into our new brand identity, the LEC, they have their own branding and their own logos. And now I wanted to go through and rate them. This is something that I see show up all the time. I think Foxdrop did a, a logo thread for Worlds. I want to do one here now. You guys have pictures of logos in front of you right off the bat. Is there anything that stands out to you as the best logo? Like what what speaks to you? Origin is the best logo. It is the best logo. You're actually trolling. Uh, One second. I want to give give Trevor a sec to answer, but then we'll get back to Origin. Do you know what? I actually think the best logo for me is Vitality. He's actually trolling. You're actually trolling. It's clearly Rogue. No, get the... Rogue is so good. Rogue is 
possibly the ugliest Look, logo. No, no, no. That is not fair. <laughs> it is not fair. You can't say it's the ugliest. I mean... Yeah, and we have like... Okay. Okay, so apparently there's a difference of opinion yeah, on what looks Which is good. why everyone makes Okay, never tears. mind. Oh, I just sure. saw Vista meets PowerPoint down here in the bottom right-hand corner. So Rogue is the second worst so logo. So I will say... I don't want to use the word ugly. I will say that the most boring logos, and I'm going to go two on this one, oh. is XL, SK and XL. What? Did They're boring. Trevor, can I... Do you see where I ranked SK? Yes, yeah, second K? worst. No, that's second... All right, oh, I will <laughs> agree. The, the SK and the Excel logo is exceedingly simple. SK is a classic for me. Maybe I'm just accustomed to it. Uh, Schalke is a, a sports logo, and they have a lot of legacy. I don't feel like I can throw any shade at them, although I don't think it's the best, but... It's like that's because a lot of that's a lot of years to be talking trash about an org that's been uh, very successful in football in the Bundesliga. I mean that's true. It, it's just clean. It's simple. The 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 Schalke logo is probably like the safest of the lot. It makes the most sense. Um, Splicer in a similar vein, by the way. I think if you actually made the the snake just a little bit more like two D instead of embossed. It would be in a very similar vein to People Schalke. just need to get rid of the fonts. Uh, just kill all the fonts, which is why I really like SK as well as Misfits. And like again, Fnatic. If you just take away the origin, the Fnatic you know tech. The definition of font. SK is in a font. It's a typography it's- logo. <laughs> okay. If you want to start okay. this no, with that, Trevor, don't come start over this. There. Graphic design backgrounds. Uh, so, okay, so my issue with the origin logo is origin as its core, good. They want to implement the Astralis thing, good. But now I look at it, and if I take origin away, I just, so see, I just see Rockstar Energy Drink. No, that's this. see Team Rocket, your Pokemon dreams come true. You're blasting off. <laughs> that's also not orange. Throw it on. If you put that on the side of T-shirt, you're, it's awesome. It'll look good in movement because it can spin it and shit like... Can I say shit? Well, you've done you've it several it like times. Four you times. Twice, yeah, you just so, did it twice. Yeah. It can spin and shit like that. <sighs> it'll look great in movement. It'll look great in static. It is really strong, clean lines. Great use of negative space. So you can change its color, make it a gradient. It. It's going to uh, size up really well. So the things about logo, it must look good in black and white. It must look good small. It must look good large. And it must look good in motion. Origin does all of those. Okay, Get rid of the fault. That's a lot of science. And okay, that, that, that actually, that whole explanation... Also, that makes sense why you don't like the Rogue logo. Because yeah. the Rogue logo. Right, now I understand. Because now I know what you're measuring it on. I know, I will tell you, okay. Let me tell you the Rogue, the Rogue logo inspires me. Do you know what the most memorable anything logo related for me in EULCS is? I'm sure you're about to Mascots on the stage. It's Ramad dressed up like a unicorn. It is a G2 samurai. That right there is a recipe for a mascot on a stage. There will be, uh, if they make it to finals, there is a Rogue on our stage. So you see, you love performance element. Rogue versus samurais. That to me... That's awesome. Origin, what's, who's their mascot? Frosco? Who's their mascot? I mean, Deficio standing up Deficio. there with an awkward it's face. And Xpeke's. The only costume Deficio's ever worn is a duck costume, and I don't want that on Hey, 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 I'll have dog. you know, he dressed up as a pulsa in a, in a hot dog outfit. That's true. And looked pretty legit, okay? So we're talking. <laughs> okay, take it back. It's like if he dressed up like a pulsa origin. We're talking right. duck or pulsa, so, you know, they, they've got options there. I just, uh, so here's the thing. You are correct that Rogue is using more of like a traditional, no, I, mean, I don't want to use the word traditional, but it, it feels more sports, like traditional sports, like the NBA. You'd see a lot of logos yep, like that. Yep. Very strong uh, vector. I don't really like the color palette because I the blues with like, I like the idea of the accent color of like a pop of an orange, but like the blues oh, next to each other, it's a little bit messy. Again, I don't like the font. It's pretty standard. I'm super for, like, out of my depth in this design. Yeah, I, she's going in, dude. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm doing okay, keeping up, but like Frosco. <laughs> okay, so look at look at Misfits bring logo. Bring it down. You okay. know what I mean? Like, okay. Bring it. Use your eyes. Bring it down. Touch your eyes to the paper. <laughs> look at the Misfits touch logo. Them, physically touch them to the paper. That's what, that's what you want. <laughs> and look at Rogue. They're both the same style of logo sure. that you like. You I got, got your it. mascot. One of them's a furry. That's fine. <laughs> 
we accept that. Absolutely do. You get the pop of the color. Shout out to Sonic Fox. Yes, Sonic Fox is amazing. Just watch. Anyway, continue. He's got the pop of the color of the mask versus the hair. But look at the color palette. You got like a much darker background with the gray behind the bunny to make the bunny pop versus like the blue behind the emo kid from 2010. The thing is, what I what I like about the Misfits and the Rogue and the G2 logo as well, maybe even Splice to a degree, it tells you a little bit about the org as well, at least a little bit of what the org's trying to do. You know, Rogue <laughs> with this like assassin dude, Misfits with a little bit of a cheeky bunny. I mean, they don't even have, you know, team name on there. So I like to try to di- discern a little bit of what the org stands for as well. And what's, that's, I think, why we like those two. What's your favorite? Yes. Favorite? I mean, I'm a fan of Vitality. I, I just like the I fact like, that it has both. Yeah. I like that it has the actual name. I'm not quite sure how I like okay. the B slash Hornet, but that's a personal thing. But I like that there is something there that's a bit more obscure. I thought it was just a pair of scissors wearing a hat. That's also an option. But I, I, mean, I don't know. To be fair, scissors on a hat <laughs> is a pretty great analogy for me to anybody Because it's both dangerous... <laughs> And fun. And fun. If anybody is a fan of Douglas Adams and has watched the, the, the TV series uh, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Weird show, but awesome. Yes. Scissor Swords. So there we go. Now, now I'm on board. Yeah. Have you ever seen the cartoon where it's the Pop-Tarts guy? No, I can't. I'm from South Africa. We don't know what Pop-Tarts are. Well, there's a cartoon <laughs> and they, uh, they have this category where it's silly hats only. And if you walk over and you're not wearing a silly hat, they beat you with a bat. Okay, somebody tweeted at me. I, I don't know this this <laughs> pop up thing, so I won't see seen it. This? Okay. No, exactly. That's what Vitality's logo looks like. It's silly hats only, scissors with a hat. All right. I think that's it. I think we have to end there. Yep, I think we can't I think we can't get any more off we're topic. In, than we're in dangerous that. territory here, Draco. So bail out, bail right. out. So, as I mentioned before, this is we're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone who asked Twitter questions. There were a lot of questions uh, about about the lead, <laughs> uh, about format and the future and all that. And I and guarantee you guys are going to get all of that information. A lot of that I don't have, and a lot of that I'm just probably never going to be privy to with regards to uh, teams that did or, or did not make it uh, outside of the ones that did, which we see now in front of us. But we have a bet. Frostgren, we'll do that one later. I see what you're bringing up on your phone. That's the that's the last last I was thing. Say, that's Twitter special. Hot take. That's the teaser, the final Twitter hot take, right? So we have a bet. It's which we hyped up earlier. It's, a, it's oh, a pretty, right. pretty once again. Bet. I've said it like six times now. I'm rambling. So the question is, who is going to win the split? Both of the guests are going to predict someone. What's at stake, Dracos? This Dracos. is the important thing. The winner of the bet. Now it's possible for neither of them to win. Keep that in mind. But the winner, if someone guesses. The right team. We've seen no rosters so far. We have no idea. If they guess the right org to win the split, the other person, of the two of them, I'm not a part of this. Oh, I'm so nervous. Has to get a tattoo. Has to get a tattoo. And the tattoos are special. They are. They are. Because if I predict an organization that wins the spring split, you have to get a cross, a, a crown, a crown. Trevor, as king of we, casters, we debated a crown. We thought about it a little bit. Initially, it was going to be like a crosshair because quick shot. Quick shot. But then, you know, roster swaps happened even in the caster thing. And now, yeah. as the oldest, like EDM grandpa, lost yeah, remaining sure. EULCS, like consistent caster, I'm officially the king of casters. True. So you have to get a, a crown. Whatever art style you want, if I predict the right team. And if uh, Trevor predicts... Wait, and it's going to say euphoria on your crown. Right? It is going to say... E- e- I did not make this happen. This is a Draco's <laughs> thing. I, the crown is my thing. So uh, if Trevor predicts the correct team, I have to get... Or no, you... If you predict, if the, you team, predict the correct if team. If I predict yeah. the correct team, yeah. Trevor has to get a frog. Why a frog? Because Froskiren is Icelandic for frog. Technically the frog. 
Bjorknen is bear. I mean, for me, it will be the frog. Be my frog. So I will be getting a frog tattoo. All right. If Frost predicts the right, okay. I'm gonna. Go I want to clarify. I want to clarify. You said so. Euphoria was included in yours because you're, you're hype. You're if, taking it to the next level. But but, any art style is what I heard. Yeah. And you're both agreeing to any art style, and yes. we get to pick it, right? Like you get to pick. If the I'm spot gonna it goes on the body. a frog on my, my body, body. <laughs> then I'm gonna pick the style of frog. This is excellent. Do you guys? What's the what's the like what's the uh, the due date here? Because when we found out with the head shaving bait that we like, or I would say like uh, probably before summer. I reckon like by time spring finals ends, there's a couple mm. weeks. Then there's MSI. Then there's a couple weeks. So I think we can figure it out. But I, I don't know. But you know. Okay, so long term bet for 2019 yeah. to get us started. I'll slip it in before MSI. There you go. Before MSI, I'll debut it on MSI. Okay, I mean, I tell you what. Right, I tell you what. Let's let's put it. Um, like, let's put it. Okay, first shake on the bet. Shake on the bet. Okay, let's do. But you haven't predicted. Summer okay, so I will definitely do my research. I'll find my style of frog and, and the artist that I want to do it. So, who wants to go first? In Me, Dad, King goes first. Okay, <laughs> there's no way I'm giving you chance of oh, taking my fanatic. No, okay. I have I have no idea who he's about to say. Okay. We kept them completely. Cause, so the thing is, is we can't pick the same team. So if Trevor picks the team that I thought was going to win, I must then pivot. I am going. You both just have to get a tattoo if you both pick the same. Right. Um, the, for podcast people, I'm going to quickly stand up for two seconds. I pick Origin. What? He, oh my God! The, I am putting my the, faith. Free win. He, he grabbed the deficiency. I am face. putting my faith right. in Martin Deficiolunga, my one true love. Martin, if you're watching this, I or scrolling through it based on Reddit, I'm putting a, a tattoo of a frog on the line, and I will predict Origin to win. If Origin win, then in fact you are the one that will get the tattoo. But there we go, Martin. You're in it. There you go. I cannot believe he just picked Orion. Orion. I believe. Yeah, say it the right way. Orion. Um, I'm going to go with G2. I was going to go with Fnatic, but I feel like this is a great segue. It is. Because next week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be discussing roster rumors uh, and the spicy uh, bit of roster rumors. Why are you liking that? That we just got from Jacob Wolf. I think I got it retweeted on my timeline by uh, Theon. Can you do some news music? Like, I can't. I mean, I don't know how to go. You want to. All right. Sources. This is from Jacob Wolf, uh, legendary rumor reporter at G2 Esports to acquire Fnatic Caps Law. G2 Perks to move to 80 carry. We've heard rumors of the weird EULCS powerhouse team. And let me tell you, Wonder, Yankos, Caps, Doko. Perks, Loco Doko. Oh, I thought you were listing people who have been. I see. We were different trains no, no, of thought. No, no, no. And, and now rumor, I believe, has it that Mickey is going there as well. That is a weird dream team. That's a dream I'm, I'm down. But it will say as well A, I'm excited. B, I know when rosters get more locked in, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, C, you made a prediction with more information than I had. That's cheating. I'm not going to change the bet. I just want to call it out. Um, I, but I just can't wait to see if it's actually a reality or not. Perks, 80 carry caps, mint, folks. This and more. You guys are going to get the rumors. I mean, same time we are. We're going to talk about them next week. We're going to talk about them. We'll try to get a guest, bring in someone to talk about them with us. Until then, this has been episode one of, we'll call it season 2.5 of Euphoria. Just a few episodes here in the offseason to sate your craving for EU content before we come into 2019 and DLEC. It's been me, Frostgarn slash Deficio, Deficio Face, and Quick Shot uh, for this episode. See you guys later. When does Origin play?